appreciate it. It's Friday night. I am Chris Cuomo. Welcome to prime time. The big unknown at this point is if the president's going to control the Senate the way he did the Republicans in the House. And it looks like he just may. The question, how's that okay? You're going to hear from one of the president's closest confidants who just met with him and Rudy Giuliani back at the White House this Friday the 13th dishing Ukraine dirt. Another question, is the plot that set off this whole mess still underway? What do you say? Let's get after it. All right, we know the full House votes next week. Two articles of impeachment. They passed earlier in the Judiciary Committee. Uh, Two party line votes, of course, 23-17. So how's the president feeling about it tonight? I think it's a horrible thing to be using the tool of impeachment, which is supposed to be used in an emergency. It's a scam. It's something that shouldn't be allowed. And it's a very bad thing for our country. And Democrats argue that he is what is bad for our country by failing to uphold the law and abusing his power. That's why Congressman Cicilline last night uh, made his historic I vote. Actually, he made it today. Uh, He will be part of the Judiciary Committee that passed these first two out of the committee. Because remember, it's all history. Now it goes on to the full chamber vote. Question is, what happens next? And he joins me now. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, After a week, not the kind of history you hope to make uh, when you go to Congress. But here we are nonetheless. The outrage from your colleagues on the right. I would often read on your face that you were picking up some of it as feigned. Like you were looking on with a little bit almost as, where's this coming from? Do you believe that some of their outrage at the process and outrage at how this was going uh, was pretend? Well, look, there's no question that they were talking about process for most of the evening because they really couldn't answer the facts. They couldn't really respond to the overwhelming evidence that the president of the United States attempted to coerce a foreign leader to corrupt our elections by dragging them in to help him cheat in the 2020 election and used hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayer money as leverage. And what was just shocking is there was no ability or willingness of our Republican colleagues to acknowledge, is that okay? Is it ever okay for the president of the United States to reach out to a foreign power and try to get them to help him or her win re-election and and to cheat in this way. And the the truth is, if we let that happen, we will have lost our democracy because you know who gets to decide who's going to be the American president? The American people, the citizens of this great country. And the idea that all throughout the night we tried to ask them, is this okay? And then I finally asked them, what about in your own re-elections? Would it be okay for you to reach out to a foreign power? Raise your hand. And they wouldn't do it. And I think We were exasperated. They couldn't respond to the overwhelming evidence, really uncontradicted. So what they talked about was process, process, process. Two points. One is, why so fast? They kept saying, why not witnesses? Why didn't you bring us witnesses? What's your answer? Well, first of all, uh, we had 17 witnesses, over 100 hours of testimony. But the real answer is the president is a danger to our democracy. This is an ongoing crime. This is a crime in progress. We have an election right around the corner. If we don't stop this by holding the president accountable and moving forward with articles of impeachment, he will think that he can continue to behave this way. It will be a message to him and to other future presidents or presidential candidates that you can seek foreign assistance. If you're facing a tough re-election, pick up the phone, call the Iranians the Chinese, the Russians, we will lose our democracy. We will end up with a dictatorship or monarchy. You know, the most sacred right we have is the right to decide our own future by electing our own president and other elected officials. This is the the heart and soul of our democracy. The president 
abused the enormous power of his office. He betrayed the national security interests of the United States to advance his own personal interests. It's exactly what our framers spoke about when they talked about impeachment. It's when a president abuses the, the power of his office, betrays the national interest to advance his own personal, political, financial interests. That's exactly what we have. So if there's such urgency, why didn't you drop the hammer in the articles of impeachment and say this was a bribe? By the well, way, for all of you out there who believe it's about a crime, uh, you're wrong, but the crime is bribery. Well, Here's what he did. There is no higher crime than abuse of power. In fact, that includes a whole range of activities, including bribery, potentially. But abuse of power... Rhode Island know that? Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to see that during the course of the presentation of the evidence, both at the Judiciary Committee and uh, hopefully in the Senate. But this was what our framers spoke about when they spoke about our articles of impeachment. The Constitution is the supreme law of the land. So violations of the Constitution is a crime. It's a constitutional crime. But why not say bribery? Well, because it, this is much worse. Abuse of power is worse, and it includes bribery and a range of other activities. Using the power of your office to advance your own political or personal interest and not the public interest. It's our, the framers spoke about using that office, and they talk about foreign interference and about corrupting elections. And so abuse of power is actually the worst. This is the president using the enormous powers of his office to corrupt an American election, to cheat in 2020, and using the hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayer money as leverage uh, to uh, coerce a foreign leader to help him cheat. And this is a crime in progress. You know, Rudy Giuliani just came back from Ukraine. This is ongoing, and that's why... Well, we don't know that what he's doing is illegal. It's just that their interest in getting this, this dirt is, is an very on- real. Right. This okay. is an ongoing effort to get a foreign power to announce a bogus right. investigation and that the- will smear his chief political rival. Remember, the, the president had no objection to military aid to Ukraine for the last two years. Only in 2019 did he suddenly become concerned. Why? Because Joe Biden was up by double digits. And look, let's say uh, you can find some stink on what happened with Biden and Burisma. Let's say you even find that somehow Ukraine did things that everybody who's supposed to know the answers say they didn't. It's still how you went about doing it that gets you in the soup. Uh, But something else that I thought was interesting, they were banging you over the head, the Republicans. And I hear it on my radio show and, and the response to this show every night. They don't have a good enough case. It's not strong enough. Why didn't you guys make the case? Hey, this is impeachment. This is the indictment. The Senate tries the facts. We're investigating the allegations. We're bringing forth a list of allegations of what we think there is sufficient proof to prove, but we're not in the proving business. The Senate is. Well, I mean, for two reasons. One, you created a high bar right. for yourself. For two reasons, really. One, because the evidence is overwhelming. I mean, it's really uncontradicted. There's no, con- there's no con- dispute about the facts. The, the president of the United States used the power of his office to coerce a foreign leader to interfere in our election and to corrupt it. There's really no dispute about that. So the second thing is we, we met a very high standard because I think you don't want to move forward with articles of impeachment uh, unless you have confidence you can actually prove those offenses. So even though you're right in a charging process, normally it's just probable cause. I think we all understood, look, this is serious. Uh, in order for us to move forward and, and vote for articles of impeachment, we have to be confident that we can prove those allegations in the Senate. I think everyone recognizes we can. The evidence is overwhelming. One of your brothers uh, said to me on the Democratic side, I'll, I'll keep his name out of it, uh, but it was interesting. We keep hearing that the president never thought his name would be attached to impeachment, and that is a, a horrible stain to have on the legacy of a president. Um, but one of your colleagues made the point, well, I didn't want this either. Uh, the idea that someday, oh, David uh, Cicilline, uh, you, you're the, one of the guys who impeached the president, right? 
How do you feel about that being your legacy? Well, that's look, nobody runs for Congress. Nobody comes to Congress saying I'm here to impeach a president. You know, we ran on an agenda about driving down health care costs, raising family incomes, rebuilding the infrastructure of America, taking on the corruption in Washington and getting government to work for the people again. We've passed nearly 400 pieces of legislation, 275 bipartisan bills that do many of those things that are sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk. That's why we ran for Congress. Nobody comes in to do that, but we have no choice. When you're confronted with the president of the United States attempting to corrupt our elections, the single most important responsibility we have, we take an oath when we start, I will protect and defend the Constitution. We have no choice. So this is a responsibility we have. The times have found us. Nobody's happy about it, but we, we owe it to this generation and to future generations, when they look back, we need to be able to say we did everything we could to protect our democracy, to be sure that people in this country get to elect their own president, and we ensure that someone who tries to drag a foreign power into this is prevented from doing that. David Cicilline, thank you very much. Thanks if I don't speak me. to you before, uh, have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you for spending time on the show. Thank you. All right. Few people know exactly where the president's head is. It's hard to know that about any man, let alone this man. But we do have someone who consults with the president, who understands the media business and understands his objectives. Chris Ruddy is his name. Recently met with president. Uh, Now he's here. Let's talk about what matters and why next. All right, look. I mean, having the stain of impeachment next to your name as a president is just a horrible thing. Nobody goes into it with that. Nobody knows how they're going to handle it. Now, the president is a fighter and an attacker. And he's trying that right now. Take a listen. It's a very sad thing for our country, but uh, it seems to be very good for me politically. I have a hard time uh, believing that. Now, I understand the idea of projecting that maybe, but it's, it's tough. Chris Ruddy uh, would know. Uh, he is the head of Newsmax. He knows the president. And he understands politics uh, very, very well. Good to see you. If I don't see you again, the best for Christmas, the best for the holy days for you and your family. Same to you. Um, I can't believe it. I'm not. This isn't about the president lying or telling the truth. I'm saying this is a terrible thing. He had even said earlier, I never imagined my name would be attached to something like this. How difficult is this for the president when he's not putting it on for the cameras? Well, I don't think anyone likes to have the impeachment, especially your, your, you've done an incredible job as president. Uh, the record is tremendous in terms of jobs and the economy. and We've talked about that before in your show. I think it's a stain on the Democrats. I think the president sees this. I saw him on Wednesday night at the White House, and we chatted privately briefly about what was going on. And it was interesting because he's like, Nancy Pelosi is embarrassed by this impeachment. She wants to run away from this as fast as she possibly can. I was at a CEO conference that the Wall Street Journal held on Monday night. She spoke. She's with the top CEOs in the country. They asked her about impeachment. She didn't want to talk about it. She made it very clear she didn't want to talk about it. And I think the president's right. She's running away from it. That's why she wanted to do the trade deal. That's why she wants to do this before Christmas, Chris, wrap it up. Package it, put a bow on it, give it to the Democratic base, get it over with. We both know politics well enough to know. Nancy Pelosi, least of all. But nobody does this if they don't want to do it. This is a choice. This is volitional. Um, Nancy Pelosi does talk about this. She talks about it often. I don't think anybody should brag about it. Uh, And I think that it didn't have to come to this. This is one of the reasons I was uh, begging you to come on tonight. I believe that if the president had gone to Nancy Pelosi and said... I get that 
you think I did this the wrong way. I don't trust the State Department. I don't trust uh, these institutions. I think they're out to get me. But I did this the wrong way. But not for the reason you said. I don't need any help to beat Biden. I'll beat him like a pinata. But I did this the wrong way. And I shouldn't have. And I will say that because I don't want foreign interference in the elections either. I bet you he doesn't get impeached. But he is not willing to admit anything was less than perfect when it clearly was. How much of this is on him? First of all, let me compliment you on the first segment with Cicilline, the the congressman from Rhode Island. I think you asked the really the big sixty four thousand dollar question. Where was the crime here? There was no crime. You should only be impeached on the basis of a crime, not because Nancy Pelosi likes you, doesn't like you, was upset you didn't treat her right when she showed at the White House, whatever the case is, or that you have a Democratic base that's hysterical. And or she's you delivering your power and you try to shut down the investigation so, and you're asking for it. If he had played it differently, he wouldn't be here. Chris. She That's announced my an impeachment process without looking at the witness statement, without looking at the complaint, without interviewing anyone. She announced it. You asked They'd have Congress investigation. You she asked. Didn't want to do this. She was slow on this. You asked the congressman, where's the evidence of a crime just in the last segment? I ask you, and I ask everybody watching this show, we are now on the verge of impeaching the 45th president of the United States, and we have no evidence of a crime. The Constitution is very clear. Anyone can read it. Just look it up on the Internet. It says that you should only be impeached on the basis of treason, bribery, or other high crimes or misdemeanors. Yeah, but everybody who looks it up now knows that what they're concerned with with the founders wasn't about criminality. So abuse of power is not a crime. Abuse of power. Abuse is, of Congress is. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's going through the courts. Ab- the abuse president of power has- is a very, very severe breach of constitutional duty. No question but about it. The framers saw it the same way. Uh, Alexander Hamilton put the word "political" in terms of the activity in caps. I don't think that's the best. The argument. ultimate jury for this whole impeachment is the American people. There are five polls out in the last week. This split. No, it's about 45 percent on the real clear average for support for impeachment. A number of the polls show over 50 percent for support against the impeachment. I've this seen is, plenty of and polls it's, that and have it's it got 50 declined. around. Independents are split. Looking at Democrats polls. are huge. Republicans these, are huge against. 60 percent of the American people said he did something wrong. Why didn't he just say that? I did this the wrong way. I shouldn't look, have done it this way. I but I don't have any corrupt intent or anything like that. Why not? Why not admit something that's obvious to everybody else? Well, I think if the president, uh, I don't think the president does everything right. I've criticized him. I've been on your network and I've said things. But I, I think everything he did was not perfect, but it was perfectly legal. The question is, did he break any law? Did he break the constitutional accepted standards of the United States? And there's absolutely no evidence that he has broken any of those. So why are we here on this night there's a lot of making history... There's a lot of evidence that he did what it appears he did in in that rough transcript of the call. The standard, we disagree on it. I I just, you know, the president has been like a Johnny One note on this, and some people laugh at it, but I actually think he's got something when he says, read the transcript. When he says, I want a favor, Mm. it again refers to investigating the Democratic National Committee servers being hide. No, that comes up a half hour later, has nothing to do with the statement. He does. He says, no, never says a favor relating to the Bidens. He doesn't use the word favor, but he says, look into the Bidens. I'm going to get you with Rudy Giuliani and Barr. You talk. Everybody can read the transcript. I know. And when he says it up right now. So when he says Zelensky raises the issue of investigations at the end of the conversation Mm -hmm. and the president says, While you're at it, you should find out why Joe Biden 
pressured the Ukrainians to fire the, the local Ukrainian prosecutor who was trying to uncover and he should have never corruption. Said it. And he should have never said it because he I, had a president who was looking for help, so, trying to get a meeting, waiting to get his aid. And he made it feel right. like a conditional thing. And we know this because his staff went crazy. I agree with went you. Went to our foreign I diplomats. agree with you. It would have been better. He had not said it. It was not illegal. I agree with That's Alan Dershowitz's st- statement that it was a political sin, that it was not something that he was well, he trying. And, and it was pretty clear. 40 minutes. You, you've known him for many years. I've known him. He's very freewheeling. I think this is why the American people aren't buying into the impeachment. I said at the beginning of this, if the president had committed a crime, even though I've known him for many years, I am a friend of his. I would support his impeachment. But he, he shouldn't, is, by the way, because if he he's if he, he committed a crime, it may not be impeachable. It no, depends on I the type of behavior. Not I, all no. crimes are impeachable. Well, this idea I that said you guys that, had with Clinton, I said that perjury about a consensual affair was worthy well, in, of impeachment. In that case, and now you you're actually, talking about only the biggest felonies. So, it's a joke. So you still don't have any evidence he committed a crime. I've I known the do. man for 20 years. I've never known him to ever want to break the law. Or I'm not a crime. saying that he is a criminal. I'm saying that what he did here. But you've known it. Did he ever have a reputation of breaking the law? He did not have a great reputation okay. in New York, but again, the standard but breaking of criminality. The law? No, I think he had a great criminal. reputation in New York. Well, Everybody wanted that. to be around him. Your dad was with him a lot. We differ your, your on brother that. was with him we, a lot. We differ. Well, oh, I they, think, they held I major every, office, and the president every was major, very good. Every major political figure. This Hold is on, a, Chris. Don't flood the zone. They were both in elected office. The president was very good at working politicians for what he wanted. If he got what he wanted, if he was happy, if he didn't, he said terrible things about them. That's who he is. And you guys now in the party excuse his behavior as just how he is. I'm not excusing anybody. Everybody does. They say this is the Uh, way he does it. Mukasey was on last night, who I respect as a mentor. He said last night, this is who he is. He's true to form. This is how he acts. So that makes it okay. You cannot believe in that as a standard for presidential behavior. I think that you guys really are not happy with the election result. You, you think that's true about me? You think I'm out to get the president? Well, I don't think you voted for the president. I think I don't. I'll be honest. I I don't vote. I don't think you. I don't think you're out to get the. I'm not out to get the president. But I'll tell you you what. His followers are out to get me because he's made it seem okay to do that. Many in the establishment media and the establishment are not happy with Donald Trump. They don't. And this is what this has been about. Tens of millions, maybe 100 million was spent by Tom Steyer and others calling for this impeachment. The Democrats are now delivering. This is a man that has had a tremendous record as a non-politician coming into this White House. He has not had one, two, three times, hundreds of times he brings 30, 40, 50,000 people together in weekends. He's a very big we, celebrity. We, no have, question about we it. have never had a p- politician in the history of the country, maybe in the history of the world, who has ever drawn the type of crowds, lit the imagination of people that felt forgotten. Are you the forgotten. president of 30, 40, 50,000 people? Or are you the president of 300 plus million people? Well, I think and bringing them together, not taking pockets of people who have mutual animus that you're giving voice to, even though you don't even own the same feelings they have. Well, Is that what a president does? Well, he's the president of the United States, and he knows he's the president of the so United States. So you should States. bring 300 plus million well, together, not 30,000. Well, right? well, I think it takes two to tango. You know, this is a, a man that since he arrived in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue has been under siege. I mean, you know, some presidents might have once. If he didn't say what he of, said, if he didn't do what he did, but if he wouldn't we, be under siege. You guys were calling for his impeachment, not you personally, but the whole media world here. And Mitch McConnell, when Obama came into office, said, I'm here to make him a one-term president. I'm not doing anything. Politicians Jerry, say stupid things. Jerry Nadler, who you've known for a long time as well, he was on another news network on February 11th, 2018. Mm-hmm. And he said, 
We can't do impeachment unless it has broad-based bipartisan support. We are about ready to go into a historic right. vote on impeachment. And it's not bipartisan. By- it's the least bipartisan yeah. one we've I've ever And I ever think you're studied. fair-minded. Don't you think that there's the Democrats should say, why are they doing this? And why has it not well, gotten are. the bipartisan support? I agree with you 100 percent. I'm out of time. Chris Ruddy, thank you for making the arguments. Thank I you. always appreciate it. I appreciate you. you for listening. Always. You're always welcome here. And again, I wish you the best for the. And I know the president. I know Melania watches. So I I think she thinks all to watch. Yes. I wish them the best for the holidays. Mr. President, go on his show. I think you you would you would do well getting out to the other side of the country. Mm -hmm. Your point of view. Let's see what Santa says about that. You've got a great record. Anytime the president wants to come on, he is welcome. I'll give him more time than anybody else. I promise you that. Chris Ruddy, thank you. Thank you. All right. Rudy Giuliani, I keep coming back to him, not because he's the bad guy. You have to stop thinking about this uh, as simply as that. It's why was he there? What was his role? What is he doing now? That's what matters. When I say all roads go through Rudy, it's because he is an expression of the intent here. So I have a wall. We've done a lot of research today. And I'll take you through the questions that matter. Next. All right, here it is. Rudy Giuliani walking into the White House to show what he's dug up on his latest trip in Ukraine. The president seems excited. He says he has a lot of good information. I hear he's found plenty. All right. The president doesn't seem to get it. This isn't about what can be found out about Hunter Biden or Burisma or even about Ukraine and election interference. The president is being impeached for how he arguably abused his power to get that information. You see, the ends don't just justify any means. Injecting the former mayor into official U.S. policy raises questions. Now, the biggest of them is, What was Rudy's role? Trump's personal attorney, as he said here. I asked him to look at the allegations that are related to my client. My client. But what if he was just a political agent trying to help the president's political prospects? I asked because that's what he told The Atlantic. I'm not acting as a lawyer. I'm acting as someone who's devoted most of his life to straightening out government. Then, when it came to light that he was inserted into U.S. policy while really just helping Trump, he shifted to this. You know who I did it at the request of? The State Department. All right. Different answers. Let's take them all. If he's the president lawyer, lawyer, where's the money? He says he's working for free. Listen. I'm doing a pro bono and I'm doing it because I believe that this is just plain wrong. You can do it pro bono, but if in any way it comes to be seen as part of the campaign, millions of dollars worth of legal services, even Michael Cohen, who really was Trump's personal lawyer, had to account for his help on the lady payoffs, right? Those were seen as campaign donations. Giuliani's donations, these pro bono legal work payments, have never been listed on campaign disclosure forms. Bad, but probably not impeachable. And If he were doing this for the campaign, then there goes the president's main impeachment defense. This was just about fighting Ukrainian corruption, not the election. The third answer may be the biggest problem because it shows the president's political ambitions being inserted directly into U.S. foreign policy. There's a reason people involved in the diplomatic corps go through vigorous security checks. 
Now, maybe the man who earned the reputation as America's mayor and the former U.S. attorney, that Giuliani, might have some standing, but that was a long time ago. Now, Giuliani is a man working with dubious answers as to why and with indicted guys with the wrong kinds of Russian connections. That screams for security screening to avoid being any more helpful to this guy. Thank God nobody is accusing us anymore of interfering in the elections in the United States. Now they are accusing Ukraine. Oh, Rudy's helping Russia? Now that would seem like more of a stretch if Giuliani wasn't pushing the same bunk that Putin put out about Ukraine. Now Giuliani has come back from tapping sketchy foreign sources to justify what he was right about all, you know, all along, according to him. But even if he were right, what the president did with Rudy and with his duty to execute his office faithfully could still be wrong. No one was stopping the president from going to bar or to his buddies in the Senate to have these questions looked at legitimately, trying to leverage Ukraine to own the attacks That could have been a clean ask instead for information to the right places. Instead, it looks dirty at a minimum. As an impeachment trial looms, many Democrats are worried it's going to be unfair. The chief juror, Mitch McConnell, says he's in total coordination with the likely future defendant. Does that sound clear and fair? We're going to take it up in Cuomo's court next. Rudy Giuliani is coming home to the president to deliver the goods. But it is how the president used Giuliani that has him on the precipice of impeachment. That situation hasn't made either of them think once, let alone twice, about the propriety of still pushing for dirt on the Bidens. Does the way this was done, is that what crosses all the lines? Cuomo's court is in session. Ellie Honig, Jim Schultz. Ellie, prosecution. Jim, defense. Go. Ellie, uh, the argument that I'm putting out there kick it down or make your own if you don't like it, is you can come back with all the dirt you want on the Bidens and on Ukraine. How you went about soliciting it is what this impeachment is about. Is that true? Is that enough? I think that's a great point, Chris. Look, there's only one of two possibilities as to what Rudy Giuliani is really doing here. Either he's out there overseas digging for dirt on political opponents or he's running some kind of vigilante off the books criminal investigation. Which one is it? Common sense tells you Rudy has told us he's out there looking for dirt on the Bidens. He's been saying it for months. He was saying it before there was even an impeachment effort underway. And you know how we know this is not a real investigation? You know how we know he's not really digging out corruption? Because A, Department of Justice has nothing to do with this. So there's not going to be a prosecution in the United States. And B, what's the plan here? Ukraine is going to indict Joe Biden based on Rudy Giuliani's investigation and then we'll extradite Joe Biden. What does it matter, Ellie? Who cares what he's doing? Well, two reasons. Number one, we don't know all the details. It could be criminal. It is a federal crime to solicit something of value in an election from a foreign national. We don't know the details, but it could be that. And number two, it's exactly what Donald Trump is about to be impeached on. Mm. Uh, Jimmy, when you look at the situation, uh, they seem to feel that if they get information that something was wrong with Burisma and what they did with Biden or something was wrong with the DNC server vis-a-vis Ukraine, then this was all okay. Do you buy that? 
Look, I, I don't know what Giuliani, he's had a few justifications. He's kind of been all over the place. So it's really hard to determine what role he's playing in any given moment, whether it's the president's attorney and emissary to, to do some type of shuttle diplomacy. It kind of matters. Uh, American policies. I, I, I don't know. And, and, but it matters. And I don't think any of us know at this point. But it matters. It, it might matter, but, but it, it might matter, Chris. But I got to tell you, to, to date, there, there's been no... No ability to nail that down, and quite frankly, never a real touch to the president of the United States as to as uh, uh, there's been no testimony or anything else that that puts it right on directly on the president of the United States. Rudy Giuliani could be over there advancing his own interests for all we know. Wait, hold on. So a I, I'm hold really on. Jimmy, just not- Jimmy. Let's be fair to Rudy Giuliani. Ellie, yeah. you heard all the testimony as well as did Jimmy, as did I. Nobody is saying that Rudy went rogue all on his own. All of them were saying we were told to work with Rudy by fill in the blank, somebody close to the president. This was about what the president wanted Rudy to do, not what he was doing on his own, is it? Uh, one of the most consistent uh, themes course, that we heard or from the witnesses. Rudy was doing. Hold on, I, I don't Jimmy. Think Jimmy, Jimmy let, let Ellie lay it out and then you can contest. So one of the most consistent sure. themes that we heard from the witnesses over the past couple weeks is Rudy was at the center of this and Donald Trump put him there. And by the way, if you need any more proof of that, look at the reporting today that when Rudy Giuliani he landed on his trip doing whatever he was doing overseas. Donald Trump asked him, what did you get? So you can't deny that connection. Well, can you give me a quick contest and then I want to go to another topic. Go ahead, Jim. Look, I, I just don't I don't think we have all the facts here. And, and look, Rudy Giuliani, again, has been all over the place. And I've been very clear. I don't think he's doing a very good much service to the president of the United States in whatever role he's been serving in. So certainly being over in Ukraine this week is not is not a good thing for the president or probably for the country. But who knows what he's over there doing? Well, now he's at the White House. So obviously they're plenty concerned with what he's doing. And they obviously seem to know. Ellie, the Senate. Why is it wrong for Mitch McConnell to coordinate with the White House and say he is listening and taking his cues from the White House lawyer about how to conduct his Senate trial in an impeachment proceeding. Mitch McConnell from here on out is the single most important person to this impeachment. He is judge and juror, and he's the most powerful judge in that in controlling the Senate majority, he will have the primary say over how this thing runs, this trial runs. And he's one of 100 jurors who happens to have the ability to sway the majority of jurors. And he's announcing, almost boasting, that he's in complete coordination with one of the parties to this, and he has all but guaranteed the outcome and acquittal. I mean, what if, I know it's not a criminal trial, but just it's a useful point of reference. What if a judge or a juror did that with a party to an actual criminal or civil case? He'd be bounced and disciplined immediately. Seems dirty, Jimmy. Doesn't I, I, it? Even though they're yeah, open just, about just, it, it just seems I love dirty. It when the Democrats come out and say and start claiming that this is dirty. This is this is how it's happened in the Clinton. This is how no, it happened during Dashiell Clinton years. said that his staff let no, the stop. president know what was coming, but they did right. not coordinate. Okay. Well, and, and you know what else here? Let, let, let's talk a little bit about what, what McConnell's doing here. Uh, let's talk a little about what the House, what the House or Democrats did during their process. They get they they controlled the entire process. They didn't give the White House an opportunity to get yes, into those did. depositions and participate. That no, was they investigative. Didn't. It was only that was some... investigative. When it came to the judiciary, oh, they gave him you know rights what, and you know more rights. Here than Clinton there was got. a real law enforcement investigation that took place during Nixon. There was also a special yeah. prosecutor, and the president had no access that, to that it. Case. During the Clinton, and the president right? had and no access case, to it in either they do case. This, they do this. 
this silly investigation that they don't even finish because they're not willing to go to court to even, you know, to, to compel witnesses to come in because it's all about timing and politics. So don't give me this, that now McConnell's going to come in and he's gaming the system. This is how the system works. The de- Democrats are in control of the House. And you know what? They exerted that power. Forcefully. I think that we got to be this a little t- bit more. When it, when it comes when it comes to when it comes to procedure and how the and how this yes, how this they trial are in is going to take place in the Senate, McCon- the Republicans McConnell are in control. Is in control. And they're going to control the procedure. That's right. I'm and not that's saying that's absolutely I'm not saying he appropriate shouldn't. under I'm the way our government is shouldn't. run. That's the not Democrats my point. It was and you try to make this a court of law when it's convenient Jimmy, for you I hear and you. political when it's convenient. I hear for you. you. The timing of this that's thing, the Democrats are going to have to argue and deal with. They say it's an ongoing crime. Ellie Honig, Jim Schultz, thank you. I'm not saying the Republicans don't have control of the Senate. I'm saying that going and coordinating with the White House seems dirty. Thank you to both of them on a Friday night for coming in and making good arguments. Congress is supposed to be holding the president to account. That's my point. Not act as his counsel. That was the criticism in the House. Now, you can say it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. You don't want dirt on your hands while you're doing that job, though. You want to seem better than what you're overseeing. That's the argument. If nothing changes, President Trump is on the cusp of bearing the stain of impeachment. For all the feigned desperation and cries that the case is not complete by his devoted House defenders, the only bar Democrats had to meet for articles of impeachment was proof to sufficient to justify an allegation. Let's just be honest. That's all it is. The president may have abused his power by leveraging Ukraine the way he did things. That's what they say. Now, when I say it like that, doesn't sound that conclusive, does it? That's the point. This idea that impeachment means you have to have the case closed in the House is bogus. I don't know why Democrats didn't make more of this point and set the standard. But I also don't know why they waited as long as they did when they were talking about impeachable acts during Mueller. Or why they let the dossier author keep being maligned as anti-Trump after it came out that he's friends with Trump's daughter. Or why former VP Biden didn't jump all over the right attacking Hunter Biden's mental health struggles and launch a campaign of awareness to counter the stigma that they tried to weaponize. But the bottom line is the bar is low for what amounts to an indictment in the House. And they have the proof and more importantly, the votes. Everything that matters in terms of trials, the way you think about it, comes next That's the guilt phase. The job of testing what the Democrats say they found belongs to the Senate. You see their straight party line vote. The Senate, they and only they are constitutionally bestowed with the sole power to try all impeachments. Now, you'll notice you didn't see anything in there about the president having a role in the planning of his own trial, right, which would make sense. But once again, this president's pull on his party seems to trump all. And the adherence to any oath doesn't seem to matter other than the loyalty oath to him. Everything I do during this, I'm coordinating with White House counsel. There will be no difference between the president's position and our position as to uh, how to handle this uh, to the extent that we can. So the guy leading the jury and also kind of the judge says he has the same position as the defendant. Surely Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell spoke, right? Wrong. Exactly how we go forward, I'm going to coordinate with the president's lawyers. So there won't be any difference between us on how to do this. That was the second time. He said it again. Anyway, to be fair, Tom Daschle, 
Senate minority leader during the Clinton impeachment. So he wasn't in control, but he was the head, the ranking member of his party. He tells CNN he didn't personally speak to the president during the process, but his team was in constant contact with the White House, coordinating the moving parts. Well, what's the difference? One, he wasn't in power of the process, right? He wasn't in control. And the idea that, well, they all stink. No, not here. There's a big difference between letting the White House know what's going on when you're not even in control and asking the White House what should happen. That's what Republicans are doing. And they are continuously subordinating their oath to oversee just to be loyal to this president. Now, look, it's not illegal. But there's another word that keeps seeming to fit so much of what this president and his pals do. Dirty. Trump's alleged payoffs to the porn star and the playmate. Not illegal, especially since no one seems to care about campaign finance violations. Not worthy of impeachment, I don't think. But dirty. Hashtag Dirty Donald. His conversations with now convicted felon Roger Stone about WikiLeaks. Information that would hurt Hillary Clinton. Asking Russia to interfere more, going after kids, playing on gender and diversity issues, ignoring congressional subpoenas, refusing to release his taxes. All of it, maybe not illegal, but just dirty. Hashtag Dirty Donald. And when confronted with this, Republicans seem to own that being Dirty Donald is okay. Here's former AG Michael Mukasey. He is not somebody with a great deal of knowledge of or high regard for the usual procedure. Are you one of the integrity mentors in my life, creating a low bar for the president of the United States where he usually does shady things? So let's assume that that's just pro forma. No, I'm not creating a low bar for the president of the United States. What I'm doing is telling you that he is here running true to form. True to form. I argue also means dirty in this case. Now, the best you'll get from Republican electeds, it's not what McCasey is, is they'll say, oh, Trump has a unique way of communicating. Or if pressed, well, I would have said it differently. So the party that once argued in impeaching Bill Clinton that they needed to cleanse the office, forget about crimes, cleanse. Now, dirty Donald in the White House, that's okay. Look, the Democrats had it out for him, they say, that this isn't a fair look at the facts, they say. Then their main man in the Senate says this. We all know how it's going to end. There's no chance the president's going to be removed from office. So he just did what you complained about them doing in the House. Dirty to do what you say you're better than. Senate Majority Leader says he's in lockstep with the White House. And that the ending is already written. Dirty. So the senators, like the representatives before them, are going to have to decide. You don't have to ignore the obvious to find arguments against removal. You can see the wrong and still do right by this president. At least that way, you'll be able to say you took a clean look at the situation for what it obviously is. Instead of just doing this job and this country dirty. That's the argument. Coming up next, a president, zero accountability from his party. He's now going to have even less checks on him within his White House. This is a good bolo. Red flags, next. 
Bolo means be on the lookout. Sources tell CNN the president's senior aides have further restricted the number of officials allowed to listen to his phone calls with foreign leaders. Now, only a handful of Trump loyalists like Mick Mulvaney and Mike Pompeo are going to be allowed to listen. The change, which has been jokingly referred to as the Vindman rule, shuts out career diplomats like Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, who raised concerns about Trump's July 25th call with the president of Ukraine. In short, the White House reaction to being accused of conducting foreign relations the wrong way is to limit transparency. Once again, they are doing us dirty. That's all for us tonight. Time for watching CNN Tonight with the man D. Lemon right now. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.